and welcome to uh, the McGeep and Fries Movie Podcast. Uh, yes, hello, hello, and welcome to the McGeep and Fries Movie Podcast. Yes, yeah, that's going to work. No, it's not. No. No. <laughs> it's, I'm annoyed <laughs> you already. <laughs> I don't know how people, no. I don't know how people don't get annoyed when I do that voice. I yeah, know. I was quite annoyed earlier. Hello, hello everyone. Hello. My name is Gavin. I mean. And uh, this is the McCap and Fries Movie Podcast, where we shall talk about various movie news and uh, movie reviews, and we will close it off with the Malaysian Top 10 and the US Top 10. Plus, we might just throw in whatever else uh, you know, we're interested in as well. We do tend to throw in the odd... Um, Anecdotes. Yeah, the odd bits of information that uh, may not necessarily add anything to your life, but nevertheless, we do it. You'd like to hear it. Because we have a microphone, and yes. you don't. Yeah. So yep. you listen to whatever we have to say! <laughs> So how's your week been? It's been alright. Yeah. Working like a dog. Yeah. You? Hmm. Working like a dog's dog. Uh, so that's pretty hard then. Yeah. You've been working pretty hard. Mm-hmm. You've been getting drunk all week as well. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. I managed to, I managed to cram it in. Awesome. Instead of working on the website. Sweet. Yeah. Skills. That's what I got. <laughs> I got mad skills, man. <laughs> uh, it's been a slow... I'm what you call a functioning alcoholic. <laughs> No, no, we're drunks. <laughs> we're not alcoholics. Alcoholics go to meetings. Yeah, yeah, I know. It says on the back of your laptop. Yes, it does. <laughs> Let's kick off the news. All right. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the uh, Transformers DVD that's coming out. Oh, yeah, I didn't see it. Um, it's got, uh, I mean, for those of you who were... Um, Living under a rock. That's right. I mean, for those of you who bought the, uh, the last uh, DVD of the first film... This is pretty much following the same template, but it looks like they've expanded on it a little bit. Did you see the transforming one they brought out recently for this first movie? It's a little Optimus Prime that falls away and shit. I know, I know. It was a HMV. It was a HMV exclusive. How do they keep getting these massive exclusives? Are they, they that getting, big? Uh, they must be, dude. They keep getting these awesome fucking covers, and they always get them after I bought mine. Yeah. And did you see the Watchmen ones? They had a Rorschach I know, face. Got, uh, I haven't. I, face? I haven't bought the Rorschach. I, I haven't bought the uh, Watchmen DVD yet, so I'm looking out for that. Yeah, yeah. Where's the Where's the nearest HMV? Hong Kong, England, S- no Singapore. Singapore, there's one in Singapore, there's one in Hong Kong. There's one in Hong Kong? Yeah. Well, yeah, well, that's obvious. I mean, that's not as close as Singapore, but it's worth the trip. I know, but I used to be there a hell of a lot more than I was in Singapore. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Why yeah. would anyone go to Singapore? Unless they've never been to Asia before. Maybe a cast, party, piss up kind of thing, maybe. Yeah, apart from that, as yeah. it would, you know, yeah. like get liquored up. <laughs> what's this I hear about the Transformers DVD? <laughs> well, uh, the, like I said, they're following pretty much the same um, template as they did for the first one, but they have definitely expanded on a little bit. It was a little light. Yeah, the um, the first in the first one, the first disc, there was a commentary by Michael Bay. Most of the time in Michael Bay films, the commentary is usually just Michael Bay. Yeah. Unless it's the Criterion Collection version of his films, um, which are worth getting, actually. Um, I mean, one thing about Michael Bay, whether you love him or hate him, he is amazing to listen to on a commentary. Mm. He, uh, you learn so much about how certain things get done. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, and and he's and you know he's a cunt, but he's a lovable cunt. Yeah. You know, it's like you want to slap him, but at the same time, you're like, dude. You want to hug him? Dude, you're, you're, you're the fucking man. <laughs> you're Michael fucking Bay. Awesome. Did you see the pictures of him online? No. And his new gig? It's like it's new, his new personal project. He's shooting a whole bunch of Victoria's Secret ads. Oh, God. It's like you look at him there, and it's like it's there. He's there with the desert. He's got his hair flying in the wind. He's surrounded by Victoria's Secret models dressed in bikinis in the desert. And then that's just before the explosion goes off. <laughs> I mean, that's what some of the talkbackers said. Yeah. But it was just like looking at this, I'm like, dude, who wouldn't want this guy's life? Yeah. Fucking Michael Bay. You know what, dude? You, you, can, you can throw like racist robots on the screen and you still get the number one movie of the year. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But anyway, so like this one will feature a commentary by Michael Bay, Roberto Orci, and uh, Alex Kurtzman, who were two of the writers of the, of the, uh, the sequel. The third writer was uh, Ethan Kruger. Or was it Ethan Kruger? Ethan Link. Okay. 
Uh, but I'd be interested to listen to that because Michael Bay on the best of times is always is always good value to listen to on the commentaries. But I'd be interested to hear what the writers have to say about this movie. Yeah, because I mean they 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 do a lot of publicity shit, but they haven't had like they're not on commentaries for Fringe. The DVD's not out yet, I guess. Um, I'm not too sure actually. If, um, Star Trek as well. I don't know. Is it going to be commentary by them? I remember we I did know, the, we did, the, we did uh, a rundown of the checklist a while ago, but I don't think I was mentioned. I don't think so. No. So it, I'd be interested to hear because also this movie was. Um, uh, it, the whole it was happening around the time of the writers' strike, and everything was trying to get out through that. And I know that that factored into how the movie was put together. Yeah, the, they wrote it during the writers' strike, pretty, and then he got the guys to yeah, clean up his pretty much. crayon. So, he handed in his crayon scrawls, and then they there, put it into words. That's right. That's right. Here, I'm going to show you this uh, previs. <laughs> so you just fill in dialogue when there's no when there's no action. <laughs> what's what's this what's this kind of explosion thing that's all yellow or green rather? Oh, I ran out of yellow and red on the uh, first six pages. <laughs> But uh, I'd be interested to listen to what the three of them have to say. And and one thing I love about Michael Bay commentaries is that he always defend. I love the way he defends his movies. Oh, yeah? You know, I mean, it's like he's always like, in every commentary I've listened to of his, he's, I just love the way he defends his movies. You know, it's like, now I know that some of the fans are going to be, you know, like mad because, you know, like they, you know, like a Bumblebee was gonna, wasn't going to be a VW bug. But, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like, come on. I mean, like, uh, I'm, I'm the director. I mean, you want a pink house? I want a greenhouse. What difference does it make? <laughs> Like, and then that scene where um, uh, the, the two black guys, like the, the, the SWAT team comes in and takes them. Yeah. And then that, that huge black guy runs through the glass window. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Runs he just put it in because it was funny. He just runs through the screen door. And, and the like, guy yeah, tackles him into the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, in the commentary, Michael Bay is like, now like some of you people, like, why is this guy running through a screen door? Um, I don't know. It's funny. <laughs> You know, but I'll tell you one thing. I have been. I, there has not been a single screening throughout the world. I've seen this movie in every Everywhere. country of the world. There isn't a single screening I've gone to where, when that happened, when that scene comes on, people don't laugh. Yeah. You know, and in that regard, it's like fair dues, Mike. Fair, fair dues. You know, and it's just like, and I just love the way, love the way that he like wipes wipes people's noses and how much military corporation he gets. It's just insane. But anyway, so I'm interested in that. Disc two will contain a number of uh, uh, featurettes. The first one is. The Human Factor, haha, exacting Revenge of the Fallen, this multi-chapter documentary chronicles the entire creation of the film and includes interviews with the cast and crew. Mm. Okay. Seeds of Vengeance, Development and Design, uh, Domestic Destruction, which would be production in the United States. Uh, Michael Bay believes in going big, big action and big explosions. Big cast works. and crew are pushed to the limit as they traverse the U.S. from New Mexico to Pennsylvania. Joint operations, production, military. No other filmmaker in the world enjoys the kind of military access and cooperation Michael Bay has. Yeah, no, that's... Here we see just how efficient our armed forces are and the awe and respect shown by the cast. And that's why you get the cooperation, Michael Bay. <laughs> you make these guys look better than they could ever make themselves look. Best of the best of the best. Why do they have to be the best? I don't know, they just are. Wonders of the world, production, Middle East. You can't really reproduce Egypt anywhere, but Egypt... But you can't really re reproduce Egypt anywhere but Egypt, so off we go to Giza and Luxor. Start making sense. Start making sense is a great time, the great title for uh, editing his movie. Editing, yeah. editing. Under the gun, visual effects features the complicated visual effects in the film. So complicated, in fact, that the filmmakers were unsure they would make the deadline. The Devastator visual effects alone required 83% of ILM's total render Next, farm capacity. Today with Bay Tokyo. Yeah, running the gauntlet, post-production, release. 25 years of Transformers. That's what they didn't have in the first one. They didn't yeah, really, they yeah. didn't do anything about the toys or any little shit like that. They and did a little bit. They did a little bit. They mentioned in some of the pre-production stuff, but not much. Yeah, I mean, not, not a whole lot. They basically just went, 
went as far as to say that every um, male under the age of uh, 30, 35 has had a major Transformers experience in his, yeah, in his, his life. life. Which is, and that's true the world over. But yeah, this is uh, 25 years of Transformers. It's, um, it's all new featurette celebrating a monumental milestone for uh, Hasbro's successful and popular franchise. Hmm. And uh, then there'll be um, deconstructing visual mayhem with commentary by previous supervisor Steve Yamamoto. That's like, that's like that, that's the thing. That's like the uh, you seen the have you seen the robot chicken where they're trying to get a job off Joss Whedon and he's like yeah 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 oh yeah, why yeah. do you think you're ready to work in the Whedon verse yeah. yeah and he's like you actually say that and he's like yes and it's like <laughs> Michael Bay actually says mayhem yeah I know and of course it has um, and all of these things will have an introduction by Michael Bay. Um, and there'll be extended scenes, and of course, you cannot go without the Linkin Park New Divide video. No. Uh, the Blu-ray will, obviously will have more shit on it, obviously. where, where uh, viewers will get the chance to unleash the power of the recently rediscovered AllSpark shared on Earth vehicles. Begin by selecting and customizing a vehicle with a selection of parts and accessories. Sounds like a lot of fucking work. <laughs> what the fuck? There's a whole bunch of stupid- Is this Pip my Transformer? Yeah, pretty much. Why? <laughs> because it's- It's, it's Blu-ray. You gotta fill up the space with something and Michael Bay ranting for another couple of hours is- Because this is not Transformers, this is Bayformers. That's true. And if, and if Michael Bay was running Transformers, there would be an animated Transformers Pimp My Ride. Yeah. <laughs> you can bet your ass. Dude. We heard you like Transformers in your Transformers, so we put a Transformer in your Transformer so you can transform while you're transforming! You dig? Word of the Lord! Exhibit! Exhibit. That's my new catchphrase. Word of the Lord. Do you see the news that Bruce Willis has confirmed to MTV that he will be in The Expendables in a cameo with Sly and Ernie? Mm-hmm. Ernie's yes. gonna be in it too. Yes, I have heard this. This is officially the most awesome movie ever. This movie is gonna be so fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's, not, it's cool they got him, and it's like they, they're that aware, it's like, yeah, the planet, the planet Hollywood thing didn't work out, guys, let's do a movie. Let's do a movie. <laughs> it's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. Uh, this movie is like sex. Even if it's bad, it's still going to be pretty good. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> and I mean, we've, we'll talk about the... Outer. How bad can it possibly be? Yeah. I mean... You'll have to see it twice, because the first time your eyeballs will just be fucked at the, the who's, who's on screen. I won't even be paying attention to plot. Yeah, yeah. I'll just be like, ooh, the staff is talking. Ooh, ooh. Uh, Jet Li just kicked the staff in the face and the, the staff just took it. <laughs> ooh, Ivan Drago. <laughs> ooh, still, ooh, Rocky and Ivan Drago in the same, you know, sharing the screen for the same time. Who's the other thing? Oh, yeah, the, the, they got some wrestlers in it, so I was like, Randy Couture Holy in shit, it. Scorpion King. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, it's John McClane. Holy shit, it's the T-800. <laughs> I mean, everywhere you turn, there's some pop culture character just waving his dick in your face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reeling up to Mickey Rourke yet. Oh, God. Yeah, Mickey Rourke. Holy shit. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. There's no, I mean, the slow drip on this isn't bothering me at all. Slow drip, no. we'll, we'll give it about Avatar in a second about yeah, the slow yeah, drip. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, even yeah. coming out in December. That's actually pretty close. And every, I haven't heard any Expendables news so far that I don't like. Yeah. Everything I've heard is just like, Fucking this movie awesome. is just getting better and better and better. Terry Crews, one of the coolest black, black non-famous actors. Mm -hmm. He's awesome. He's a really good actor. So should we move on to the Avatar trailer then? Get it out of the way. Mm, yeah, okay, we yeah. can talk about the Avatar yeah. trailer a little bit. So apparently, I mean, this is the had Avatar Day on the 21st of August. Um, cinemas around the US were showing. For those of you who don't have a pulse, Avatar is the uh, new James Cameron film that's coming out this December. Yeah. It's his first film in, like, what, 10 years? Yeah, so this is his uh, Dances with Aliens movie. So they had a special kind of marketing buzz. They were putting out 
you could go to cinemas and see the first was it like you see 16 minutes was it, I think? yeah 16 minutes 16 minutes for free I think yeah, it was as well you just go yeah. online and book these tickets yeah yeah for free that's fucking hardcore it's it a is. lot of money to pull that off in a lot of states yes it is it is and I've and I haven't heard any reaction to that footage like the actual 3D footage that was seen well that's the one I'll get to but they also thankfully unlike all the comic con teasers they put the shit up online at the same time yeah and actually they didn't sync their clock so actually everyone on this side of the planet got to see it before the US <laughs> Sweet. Because we were all up. But um, yeah, the trailer came out there, so it has a lot of the blue Navi running around the place, a lot of Sam Worthington being a complete doofus when he's getting his legs back because he plugs into a machine, he gets comes this blue yeah. alien when, I mean, replica. It, you, it opens with basically like a, like a, a, a very sort of moody, uh, ominous uh, monta- montage of sorts of... Um, Space of, docking, uh, of arriving on the planet. Uh, and uh, Sam Worthington's character, who is um, either crippled or temporarily or permanently. I'm Something that he's permanently crippled. He's permanently in a wheelchair. He's so. in a wheelchair. And uh, through the, uh, the, the the technology that allows him to take over his very own Navi, and then he can walk. Yeah. Basically. And, and so he plays and, with and his And it's using these Navis that they... Uh, that they basically explore the terrain of the planet Pandora. Yeah, because the planet is pretty fucking hostile. Like, I mean, the, the Navi are something like 10 foot tall, and these guys are like... Everything on the planet is scaled to that. And yeah. the, the fauna can eat you. Fucking the, the dirt will eat you. It's just, it's Danger Bay. Yeah, yeah. The planet. There's no logical reason whatsoever for any of these people to be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been watching the trailer, I'm watching it, and it's like, they've got, I mean, I think I mentioned it last week, um, oh, video game Halo rips off Alien, the dropships, the dropships, whatever else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim, it's, the circle is complete. Jim Cameron is now ripping Jim off Halo. Alien, yeah. The dropship looks more like the dropship in Halo than it does in Alien. They have these, you know, those little helicopter things. They have like two helicopter rotors either side. They're the Hornets from Halo. Really? They actually have those. You can drive those in Halo and shit. But I mean, I'm not, just I'm not, seeing them and seeing the Power Walkers, I'm like, it's the Colonial Marines. I'm instantly rooting for them. I don't care about these blue Ferngully aliens. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck them and their hippie ways. Let's fucking exploit the bastards. Let's get it all back to the company. <laughs> Fuck yeah. At least they're not fucking each other over for a bottom for a percentage. <laughs> You know, Ripley, honestly, I thought you'd be smarter than this. Yeah. <laughs> and Ripley's in it! <laughs> I know, and we didn't get to see her! Yeah, she was in it. I mean, you, you, what's her name? The one who played Vasquez, she played someone in Titanic. Yeah, She's like yeah, a mother yeah, with yeah, the kids yeah, getting yeah, drowned. Yeah, yeah. She's gotta be in it somewhere as well. I mean, she's gotta his touring fucking troupe. I think she is in this, actually. Really? I think so. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember what her name is. Do you remember? No, I can't remember her name at all. She was, uh, for those of you, uh, like, uh, just to, she was Vasquez in Aliens. She was uh, Edward Furlong's uh, um, foster mom in uh, Terminator 2. Yeah, she uh, who managed to kill, what did you call his dad? He called his dad something. He didn't call him dad. He called him Mike or Jeff or something like that. She was Jeff's wife. Yeah, something like that. She was stereotypical Irish actress number four with the two kids in uh, Titanic who laid him to bed weeping while accepting the oncoming death of the freezing water. (laughs) Yep. Vasquez wouldn't take that shit coming down. She's fucking elbow dropped the water. You always were an asshole, Gorman. And you'll never respect you for a woman? No. Oh, man, man, no. no. You. Have you? <laughs> You're just too bad. <laughs> I didn't know she was gonna be there. The other guy, the other guy who, um, the other yeah, yeah, machine yeah. gun guy? Yeah. What was, what was Hudson? It was, uh, uh, the character's name? Or the yeah, the character's name. Obviously, the character hasn't been in any Jim Cameron movie after that. No. He must have pissed him off. But uh, you're saying you haven't heard anything from the 3D trailer. One thing I did hear was that the the after the person had seen this person online and seen the 3D trailer and then seen the Apple one and was just saying that the 3D trailer sells it a lot more because when you see it in 3D, the background world looks like it looks real. 
mm. shit moves. There's a scene, I think, you can see it in the trailer where he's standing there and the tree of life bestows upon him loads of white crap. Yeah. And yeah. Um, they say, it just, that scene alone looks real. So that's right. one of the things I did hear about the, 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 the what was it, Avatar Day. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, for me, and I would imagine the majority of the people who watch this trailer won't be watching it in 3D. No. And on that level, I mean, it's like, I have no doubt that this movie will be good. Yeah. Uh, I think this movie will be pretty fucking awesome. How, uh, but... The, the expectations the of the expectations, yes. There is no way anybody could live up to this kind of hype. This no. movie has been hyped up for years. Even the King of the World. And this is really the most any of us have seen of it yeah. since then. I mean, this is really our first glance. So it's like, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like being told the last 10 years that, you know, in 10 years time, you're going to meet Jesus. Yeah. You know, and then when you show... Instead, you get John the fucking Baptist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then suddenly... Where's the... Where's the where make the make, make, make loads of wine from water. You know, you're expecting something, and then Jesus looks like someone who looks a lot like Ted Nugent. <laughs> David Icke. Or Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Hung over. <laughs> the finger thing. Waiter. Waiter. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, um, I mean, personally, I, I found it somewhat overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, underwhelming. Underwhelming, yeah. Underwhelming. I mean, like... Uh, and, you know what? It looks like Fern Gully. Parts of it... The middle big battle scene. There is, look, look, it's got to be a fucking action movie. It's not a pensive meditation on the uh, role of colonialism in the uh, Americas. It's fucking. It's an action movie, and fuck that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, but one one of the one of the uh, comments on any cool news just cracked me up. One guy said, like, it looks like it looks like ten thousand BC in blue. <laughs> and I just that's a genius. <laughs> that's it. Because I was started thinking about. I, I mean, like, I I I just uh, I read that talk back as soon as I'd seen the trailer. And I just thought it was spot on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, someone must have made the Fern Gully comparison before, but I mean, it does look odd. I mean, but still, having said that, I am looking forward to this movie. It's yeah. nice to finally see some shit. From Jim. It's, and it's nice to see Jim Cameron yeah, producing something. You know, and it's, I mean, like, the good thing about getting the footage out now is that now you can put your expectations in check and let them release more shit and judge it from there. Yeah, we got four months to go, so. Yeah, you know, so I mean, it's good. Thank God for Trailer Day, because otherwise we'd be a little light on the news. And another trailer that released on Friday was The Wolfman. Yeah, The Wolfman. Benicio Del Toro. Benicio Del Toro. And Anthony Hopkins and Hugo Weaving and Emily Blunt. This movie, yeah, yeah. Looks, this movie looks fun. It looks kick-ass. It looks fun. Yeah, because I, I didn't know where they were going with it. I mean, they, they released photos before, and it was kind of like, okay, they're going with the kind of an origin story and all that mm -hmm. shit. But the trailer about halfway through... They, you know, it's not like oh, man on the run, hiding this, hiding it from other people, hiding it from himself. It's more, he gets caught. Yeah, he gets caught, and he like totally changes in front of fuckers. Yeah, he's like, oh, what was it? It's that moment in the trailer. Yeah. He's like, I gotta kill you now. No, I mean, I would highly recommend checking this trailer out. I mean, uh, it's kind. The only thing that kind of, that's kind of worrying about it is that this movie has been pushed back quite a few times. Yeah. Um, I think what it was supposed to be summer, then it was the fall, and then now... Was that the effects, or was that something else? Well, I think also it was the editing process as well. I mean, because the original director, um, Mark uh, Romanek, yeah. uh, who, the director of uh, One Hour Photo, was the original director, and he like left like just before shooting started. Oh. Like, creative differences. Joe Johnston was brought on at the 11th hour. Um, I mean, as far as atmosphere goes, it looks like he's pretty he's pretty much nailed it. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Hopkins looks... Yeah, shout out goes to Anthony Hopkins in this trailer because he looks like the old dude from... Um, I've forgotten it again. 
the Lost Boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bernard Hughes' character, the grandfather. Yeah, he's fucking. He, he, it's like you know, oh, you look troubled, son. But he knows exactly what's going yeah, on. Yeah, he just yeah. gives that look, and I think Hopkins sells that. Just in case there are any of you out there who haven't seen Lost Boys, what we, the fuck we, you listen to this podcast? For? Yeah, why are you listen to this podcast for? Just go and listen to Lost Boys, and then you'll understand what we're talking about. Yeah, the genius. He just has that look of I know exactly what's going on, but I won't let you in until the very end of the movie, and then I'll wolf out and take your throat out or something. But it went and the imagery looks nice. I mean, they had the dissolve of the universal yeah. logo into the yeah, moon. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was like very nice. That. that was very nice. And then you see the Wolfman in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the rooftops. <laughs> that looks cool. I mean, stylistically, it looks pretty flawless. It looks yeah. like they've nailed nailed it. I mean, it's it's that really nice balance of looking contemporary but still having that cool period feel. Because it is a period. It is a period movie, but it feels it feels like a contemporary. Uh, like a contemporized period film, but yeah. still having all the cool costumes and all the cool art deco. Yeah, but, and, the, uh, and the bodice ripping, Emily Blunt. Mm. But uh, and, yeah, but Emily Blunt. Mm. Mm. Smoke that blunt. <laughs> <laughs> she can smoke my Campbell carrot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, what, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, anyway, I want this movie to I want this movie to rock because Joe Johnston is. Uh, I, I want to get excited for this guy because he's directing Captain America. Yeah. So I want this movie to be awesome. Yeah. If this movie sucks, I'll be like, oh, oh. no, I'll never join you. Uh, <laughs> oh, and uh, Kickass did get a distributor. Yes, we mentioned this last week. No, no, we talked. Oh, about, we talked about it. Yeah, we yeah. talked about it being in bidding from three, three. Um, and I fucking called it, Lionsgate. Yeah, you. you did call it. You did call it. I fucking told you. You did call it. I must uh, must confess, you got that right. I mean, I did say that uh, that you know they'd probably go for it. I just said I personally would have preferred it if it was Paramount. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, Lionsgate uh, they announced earlier in the week that they have acquired the U.S. and Canadian distribution rights to Kick Ass. Oh, so no international rights yet. Uh, new. Do you think so? Shit. Yeah. But uh, it, dude, this will definitely play around. This will definitely play around the world. Yeah, I mean, a lot of articles I had about it again. You know, Miller and uh, Vaughn didn't get paid for it. Mm-hmm. They just they, they're working at nothing, just to get it made. They pulled together a distributor. They just fucking managed to pull it off. I did hear as well that all the music in the trailers they released was temp music. So they're trying to get the banana splits for the hit girl. They're thinking of every time hit girls in a scene, they'll play like not the banana splits. They'll play something from a kid show. Like awesome. they can get, they can like they're looking at trying to get the killers to cover Scooby Doo or something like that. Awesome. <laughs> Just so that you know that that's her thing, you know. Instead of the the the, Vader. the, the, the picture of Hit Girl has really got me doubting whatever little morals I have left. <laughs> <laughs> She's fucking twelve, man. I know, I know, and I feel so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing, another thing from that was in the trailer where they had the. I think I explained. I went by. I went through shot by shot last week with the guy on the roof and had the Superman theme. They probably won't be able to get that. They have a composer working on it, but they doubt Warner Brothers will let them take the piss out of uh, Superman's Joy. For, for those of you who uh, are unaware of uh, Kick-Ass, Kick-Ass is based on a comic book by Mark Millar and uh, John Romita Jr. Yeah. It tells the story of an uh, average teenager, uh, Dave Lizewski. Lizewski. Who decides he wants to be... He's like, There's no, why aren't there superheroes in the world? Why aren't there? So yeah, he, becomes he, one. he decides to become a superhero. The only thing is he has absolutely no superhero powers to speak he of. He ain't Batman. So. No, yeah. And I think the first issue ends with him getting beaten to a bloody pulp by two just like fucking... Yeah, no, he gets the shit kicked out of him. And, that, and six months later is the second issue, so they're going to have that in the movie as well where he just gets beaten out of it. Awesome. Uh, and uh, what ha- But what happens is that uh, he uh, inspires a subculture of copycats and is hunted by assorted violent and unpleasant characters and meets up with a pair of crazed vigilantes, an 11-year-old sword- <laughs> sword-wielding dynamo hit girl. And her dad, Bad Daddy. 
Big, Big Daddy. Daddy, is it? Big, Big Daddy. Daddy. It's a bad daddy somewhere. And uh, Big Daddy's played by Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. And there's someone else. There's a Crimson Mist as well as another one, another character. Yeah, yeah. I think is that um, it's, it's, is uh, that it's one of the guys McLovin. from McLovin. McLovin. Yes, McLovin. McLovin. <laughs> it's a Superman there. Apparently, Brandon Ruth's contract on Superman has expired. Yep. And Warner Brothers doesn't have Superman rights, so. Mm. Well, they have the rights. Just that's what I think we yeah. discussed it last week. There's no, they don't have the rights to Krypton and all that shit. But no one needs the origin story. Everyone knows who he is. Very true. So. But can you do a Superman story with no reference to Krypton whatsoever? I don't know if you can't reference Krypton at all. You can talk about new Kryptonians. Okay, moving on. Uh, uh, last uh, last week we talked a, uh, a little bit about how disgusted we were that uh, the Michael Jackson's um, yeah. rehearsal footage. Well, <coughs> it's got a name, isn't it? Yes, it, this is it. The end of my life. Uh, <laughs> they've moved it. They've moved it up. It was. Uh, it's now going to open October twenty uh, eighth. It was uh, originally going to open on uh, October thirtieth. Ah. Um, yeah, because around October 29th that collective gag reflex would kick in around the world. They would just throw up about the idea. Tickets go on sale on September twenty seventh. It's going to be um, a two week run. It's a limited two week theatrical engagement worldwide. Can I just stop you there? Yes. I just want to stop you there. I don't want to hear any more about this. The this studio, is just, you know, just the fuck studio, his corpse while you're at it. I the mean, studio also announced longtime Jackson collaborator Kenny Ortega is directing This Is It, which offers a behind-the-scenes glimpse of Jackson preparing for a series of London shows he was rehearsing when he died June 25th. Ortega has been working with Jackson on the This Is It concert tour. His other credits include the high school musical movies and an upcoming remake of Footloose. Over to you, Ian. Uh, but you just really recall it, Ghoulish, the movie. <laughs> Another movie that In other I news, really, oh yeah, a couple porn of makers challenge for not mandating condoms. This <laughs> <laughs> talks about a union. What the fuck is this? An AIDS advocacy uh, group filed complaints Thursday with state officials against 16 production companies that show unprotected sex in porn movies. The AIDS Healthcare Foundation filled, filed the action with the California Division of Occupational Safety and Health, <laughs> alleging the practice amounts to unsafe behavior <laughs> in the California They usually get reports of guys on building sites not wearing their helmets. <laughs> <laughs> and then they got reports of porn stars not wearing their raincoats. Quote Foundation President Michael Weinstein, We will not stop until there is a policy of requiring condoms to be used in porn. By law, U.S. adult film actors must prove they have tested negative for HIV and other sexually transmitted diseases within 30 days of going to work on a film. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that too. <laughs> but, uh, Is that when you were auditioning, was it? Huh? Is that when you were auditioning? No. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly 60 adult DVDs accompany the complaints against Hustler Video, Maverick Entertainment, Vivid, and other Vivid, my own personal favorite, and other porn production companies in Los Angeles. Many people in the multi-billion dollar industry oppose the use of condoms in the films. Hustler publisher Larry Flint told the Associated Press, quote, people who enjoy viewing adult films do not want to see people using condoms, end quote. People who enjoy adult films are scum, bottom-feeding scum suckers who can't get any. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just alienating our audience. Dude, go fuck yourself, man. I don't know about you, but I totally endorse the shit. <laughs> got a camera? Huh? Got a camera while I go fuck myself? Uh, no. I don't, I don't want to make it. 
And yes, I totally agree with Larry Flynn. <laughs> it's it's less of a turn on when they're wearing pokemons. <laughs> I say risk the disease. <laughs> oh man. A couple of movies news this week that I really I'm just not happy about. A bit of entertainment head Steve Hirsch agrees with me. If we didn't think the proper testing was in place, we would do something about it, he said. Mm-hmm. A call to Maverick was not immediately returned. <laughs> what they call Maverick and Top Gun? What's he gotta do with porn movies? Uh, no, no, Maverick Video. Oh, right. That, they do porn. <laughs> Take me to bed and lose me forever. <laughs> but yeah, two movies I really don't care about. And they're remaking The Yellow Submarine with Robert Zemeckis and Disney. Why? Why are they doing this? This could potentially be brilliant. You think? In his, in his fucking mocap treatment, it could potentially be brilliant. No, this is going to suck donkey balls. It could potentially suck donkey balls as well. Yeah. But it also has the potential to be fucking... It has the potential to be the next The Wall. I don't, I don't think it has the potential at all. I mean, I think it's just an off-the-wall idea. I mean, and how are they going to... Dude, think how about they, it for a second. How are they going think to meet the brilliance it. of... Oh, we're in the foothills of the headlands. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? I remember that, yeah, yeah. Because no. there's feet everywhere and there's heads in the distance. I don't think I don't think they can match the brilliance of that, but I think they can offer a totally whole new experience of it. Yeah. And if they do it right, I mean, but I, I I I agree with you completely. I think it's right on there. It has the potential to be terrible, yeah. or it will be fucking the the best trip. <laughs> they come along in a, in a long time. I mean, just think about the possibilities, okay? Fuck. I don't want to see the de- the Beatles with cold dead eyes. No, no, no. Think, no, no, no. But um, there's this thing here. We where... haven't seen Beowulf. You seen Beowulf yet? Yes, yes. Did they have cold dead eyes, or are they a little more warming looking? It, they're, it's better than uh, Polar, Polar Expre- Express. Polar Express. The Nightmare Express. But but the thing is, is that uh, I mean, like he he was like saying that uh, originally, that uh, he would want to remake I Want to Hold Your Hand. Yeah. Um, and but then and then he said, which there, he did. Yeah, yeah. And then he said there, like you know, like I could render the Beatles now. You know, I wouldn't have to hide them; they could just be there. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and I think he know he's a huge Beatles fan. I think he knows what he's doing. You know, I mean, if he was it's gonna, Sam Raimi on Spider Man, is it? Yeah, yeah. If he was gonna do this, I think that he'd fucking pull out all the stops. And if you got nice and toasty, <laughs> this could be the best movie you've ever fucking seen. The other movie I really don't care about is Little Fuckers. No, no, no. Enough News came out about this. Uh, Enough it's, it's, of that. It's, it's date was announced and its director was like, really? Paul Weitz was like, oh, we're releasing them? We're starting next month, but... Mm. I, yeah, I'm, I, I couldn't stand... I mean, watching the first one was like watching The Office for me. By the time it's halfway through, I'm already in a small ball, weeping in the corner. I just can't handle that kind of embarrassment humor. No, no, no. I just, I just don't like that kind of movie. Mm. I mean, they were, in my, in my opinion, they were... For those of you who don't, we're talking about Meet the Parents, Meet the Fuckers, and now Little Fuckers. Yeah. Meet, is it little fuckers or meet the little fuckers? It's just little fuckers. And they've, they've skipped ahead, so it's two five-year-olds. So I'm just wondering if they've cloned the Olsen twins or something. Because they said they're going to have two five-year-olds, and the quote directly after that was like, well, it's just a load of actors I want to work with. And I was thinking, like, what, are you talking about the two babies? <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. give up. And for the three-peat, uh, Brian Singer's now attached... Brian Singer and Warner Brothers are looking into the rights for John Berman's Excalibur. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck is Brian Singer's beef? With everybody, he's on, he's on heroin. It's like you know, it's like it's 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 almost like he hasn't gotten over Superman Returns. You yeah, know? it's like 
he was. I'm going to inflict something horrible. I'm going to inflict Battlestar Galactica 1980. The no, movie. No, on no, you. no, but it's it's weird because like before that movie came out, before Superman Returns came out, he was geekdom savior. Yeah, yeah, he was top of the top of the you know, top, top of the list. list, and then and then Superman Return comes out and people turn against him. Yeah. He's like, fuck you then. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take some more shit that I know you guys love, and I'm going to Brian Brian Singerize it <laughs> because this is who I really am, and I don't necessarily like agree with all your pop culture bullshit, but you know like. I proved with X-Men that I don't have to know any of that and I can still do it. X-Men was a while ago, bitch. <laughs> I mean, basically what he did with uh, the first X-Men especially was that he basically repeated the uh, usual suspects template. Yeah, it worked. It did work. But, you know, that's because X-Men is kind of like that. Yeah. You know, usual suspects is about a group of guys who don't necessarily like each other who have to work with each other. Yeah. And that's X-Men. <laughs> They're a team. Yeah. A pretty good team. Yeah. But they need the But I mean, Excalibur itself is a weird. I mean, they were talking online about how you they cannot can, remake Excalibur. Yeah, you, I mean, you can get the you know King Arthur is well out of copyright. You can make a King Arthur movie, no problem. But Excalibur is just weird. I mean, Arthur talks with this faux Irish EA accent in it, and Merlin is just insane, and Helen Mirren's in it, and it's just it's whack. Gabriel Byrne just turns up and he's just like, ah, yeah. it's crazy shit. Liam Neeson like uh, is basically auditioning for Taken. Yeah, yeah. Like years ago, Patrick Stewart turns up and says something in English. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does he speak French now or something? No, I just thought it sounded funny. Mm. But uh, yeah, I'm, what, you, <laughs> why don't we remake a fucked up movie when you can do a proper one? I mean, I, I'm not in love with Excalibur, but it's just an odd choice. I know, yeah. It's like, do a, do a different riff on the Excalibur myth. Why remake that particular movie? Guinevere is Arthur. I still remember the ads for that on TV3. when it <laughs> Excalibur? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they would just like show like this excerpt just before. No one, turn the wheel! Excalibur! Fuck me! <laughs> so whenever I think of that movie, I just have this... Think of those promos. I'm just, I'm, it's, like, it's like the Peter O'Toole character in Ratatouille. Whenever I hear Excalibur, I'm just immediately transported to a child <laughs> watching TV in my house in PJ, like in TV3. Fuck me! I was wearing my He-Man Masses the Universe t-shirt. You've changed a lot since then in your Ghostbusters t-shirt. You've already matured. Brenda? <laughs> Dick. It's a fucking schooner. Schooner is a <laughs> You dumb bastard. <laughs> Moving on from random quotes from all rats. Uh, no trailer, the two trailer more trailers I saw. Um, Inception, the... Um, oh, what's his name? Dark Knight Returns. Uh, uh, Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan movie. With, the Inception uh, trailer was this, leaked online. This movie has the cast from God. Yeah, Leonardo like, DiCaprio. Uh, what's her name from Ellen Page? Ellen Page. This is exactly um, what's her name? Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Sounds awesome. Sounds awesome, dude. None of whom you see in the trailer. <laughs> all you see is Leonardo DiCaprio looking out of car windows and stuff and looking shocked all the time. Um, and where the the tone, I don't know where this is going. I mean, all they said it's a it's a crime trailer set within the architecture of the mind. Within the architecture of the mind. And the trailer reinforces that with the crime scene is in your mind. If it was any other director, I, 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 I'd say this is totally wanky. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there is one bit in it which kind of. Disrupts. I was expecting a long kind of uh, what was the one other one he did? Um, he did uh, what, the Prestige. No, no. He also did the um, the, the remake of Insomnia. 
Oh, um, it was Insomnia. It was called Insomnia. <laughs> Either remake of that, so it's been the slow burn psychological thriller, but there's a fight in it which, again, I saw it in blurry cam footage from some Russian website. Right. There's two people fighting and they fly up against the roof when they like they grab each other in a, in a thing and they fly up against the roof. So I'm not the fuck sure what the hell is going on. But they did some nice stuff. The Warner Brothers logo. Mm -hmm. It's cityscape from above and you come down into it and as it pulls back, the letters are formed by a cityscape. Of I see. Inception. I see. So. Cool, cool. Who knows? Well, there is a pretty detailed uh, description of this trailer on any cool news. Yeah. Uh, where yeah, it does say that they do float up to the top, and yeah. then like it, then it somehow segues into like I don't know, like glass of water being poured or some shit. There's a, no, it's not even poured. It's just a table with a glass of water on it, but like the water is like at a beyond forty-five degree angle. I see, I see, I see. Yeah, something, something trippy like that. Very trippy. Another trailer I saw was a little clip from a movie called Defendor, which I hadn't heard about at all. With a what? Defendor with an O. No, I haven't heard about this. It's uh, Woody Harrelson. It looks, it sounds like Kick Ass, but with an older guy. <laughs> and it's just they just released a clip of it and he's sitting there in a chair and he's got like this black kind of spray paint he's got the Pris look from Blade Runner uh -huh. sprayed on and he's being interrogated by a cop he's like yeah you had a pretty big hefty stick he's like yes it's drenched in the blood of a thousand villains he's like is that included undercover cops and he's like <laughs> and it's yeah Woody House is like and then he's like okay and he's just he's some nutbag who thinks he's a superhero and goes out and starts doing shit Right. No, I haven't heard anything about this. This is me. It's completely off the radar. It just popped up there. But it's Woody Harrelson. So Woody, I mean, Harrelson. Woody Harrelson's always good fun. Yeah. I mean, we saw the, he looks like great fun in Zombieland. But I mean, this is again, could be, it looks like it could be a lot of fun. Because he's not a superhero. He's not got superpowers. He's a guy who just goes out vigilante style. Woody Harrelson is, is great fun because he's always looking like he's having great fun. Yes. He always looks like he's having a fucking ball. And he looks good in this as well. There's some nice timing. Which it's just, it's not a trailer. It's two guys talking. And it's mm -hmm. like, well, if you're, you know, if you're a legend, then legends should always refer to it. And he's like, oh, cops, cops, guys in the street, they're legends. He's like, well, you're a legend too. And Legends always have to get on first name terms. And he instantly gives up his secret identity. He's like, oh, Arthur, Arthur Pinkleton. <laughs> so it just looks, yeah, it has a, it has a Woody Harrelson vibe. Cool. Mm. I, I got this piece of news that um, it's kind of movie related, but I just thought it was really, really funny. It's like, British comedian John Cleese has finalized the terms of his divorce from third wife Alice Eichelberger. Oh, that's funny. You're a horrible person. Whom the 69-year-old married in 1992. The judge ruled that Eichelberger will receive assets worth $13 million and alimony of $1 million per year for the next seven years. That is over half of John Cleese's estimated fortune. Is it funny? Uh, joking about the decision, Cleese said, I got off lightly. Think what I'd have to pay if she had contributed anything. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think maybe she saw this because I, I just saw this this morning on some trashy website. There's a picture of her at an ATM machine directly afterwards, and like they had a, a zoom in on the actual like take the hand taking the cash. Mm -hmm. And I think the ATMs in the UK and they're only dispensing twenties, twenties. And she's got a fucking fat wad of twenties coming out of there, man. It's like the photo that broke John Cleese's heart. <laughs> that was the headline. <laughs> oh shit it's like yes yeah, she was taking out quite a large amount of money but obviously it doesn't mean anything to her anymore and then she's estimated worth what's her estimated worth now it's like 13 million 13 million yeah I think it's 12.8 they mentioned but uh, in, a, in, a, in a previous statement Cleese said of his divorce a quote it's going to be very very expensive but it will be worth every penny <laughs> <laughs> I actually have this podcast download and must have a listen to see if he mentions it at all. Bitch! <laughs> Jesus. But I was like, fuck, man. I mean, to say something like that must have been fucking hell. Yeah. And 
the talkbacks were so funny for this. <laughs> the talkbacks were so funny. Every single one of them was just like, bitch, cunt, whore. <laughs> Hope you fucking die, cunt. You slut, you bitch. <laughs> Did you hear the news that the Shazam movie is not quite dead in the water? Yeah, is it Jeff Johns they're getting to write this shit? No, they've got this guy called Bill Birch who, I don't know, I wasn't able to find out if he's the Bill Birch has been an actor in some shitty movies or he's some other guy. They're trying to call him Billy Birch, so time to Billy, Mas- Billy Batson, mm-hmm. Shazam himself. But yeah, Jeff Johns will be co-writing it with him. So, um, it's, it's back on. The director's still attached. Yeah, Get Smart director Peter Segalis has to direct. Could be fun. It could be. I don't know though. I mean, it's like... I'd be I'd be somewhat skeptical. I'd want to see a trailer. Just well, all the, all the notes from the studio will be make it darker. And you can't go darker with Shazam. No, you can't. Shazam! Shazam! It's Shazam for Christ's sake! <laughs> uh, finally, for news, mm-hmm. um, it looks like uh, Paul Bettany is looking to um, peg himself as an action hero. Yep. Um, I don't know if we mentioned this before. But Priest, have you heard about this movie? Uh, yep, yep. It's about a, a priest who's back. It's based on a Tokyo pop comic. It's about a warrior priest and vampire fighter who teams with his sheriff and warrior priestess, Mega Q, to track down a murderous band of vampires who kidnapped his niece. So, Cal Urban's also been cast, but it looks like after Legion, this is very. Sounds very close. Well, it's the same director. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 announced, um, they announced this movie at the con at the uh, Legion panel. Oh, at the Legion panel. Hey, go see this movie. By the way. By the way, we're also doing this movie. And then they showed the poster for it. Yeah. Like the poster for Legion. Really? <laughs> it was like... A priest holding a gun and a knife. It was uh, an extreme close-up of Paul Bettany's face. And he had like a, cr- like a cross like painted across his face. Yeah. But the tone and the coloring and everything looked like the Legion poster. Yeah. And, and like... The slightly bluish. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. Kyle Urban's gonna be in anyway. Kyle Urban. And uh, after, after uh, his uh, performance in Star Trek, it's always good to see more of him. But I've Space li- disease. <laughs> but I've, li- I've always liked Call of Duty. Like, I, I liked him in Lord of the Rings. I thought he was... Yeah, he was, he was underused. He was underused, yeah. I mean, but he was, you know... Had, he was the writers of Rohan. We had too little Carl Urban and too much goddamn Bloom. Have you seen Doom? <laughs> Doom? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's he in that? Yeah. It's a testament to how much I like him. I don't mind him in that movie. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that. Actually, what I... That, 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 that Doom is a weird movie for me. Really? I fucking hate the movie. Yeah. I think it's shit. But I love watching these actors in it. <laughs> yeah, The everybody, Rock. Everybody looks like they're having a ball. Yeah, yeah. You know, they have no idea what a stinker they're in. Like The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, he's having fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's just like, he ends, and he's like, I'm playing a supporting character, dude. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah, I'm Steven Seagal and, and I'm executive Seagal. decision. Fuck you, we have some fun. And they all look like they're having fun, but they're all surrounded by the most shit movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't even, oh, I actually did see it. I just blanked it out. B F G. The big fucking gun. The big fucking gun. <laughs> they even had the, the first person section where it was just like there and we re- uh, reload and then run around the corners in that kind of weird floaty first person perspective. There's one part in there that I love where the rock who's already kind of zombified by this point, so I'm not if I'm lose loose and ruin it for an anyone. But then he goes, he goes out to Carl Urban punches him <laughs> like punches him and, and like uh, when he does that he's like super fine motherfucker <laughs> I loved that <laughs> I laughed my ass <laughs> oh speaking of horrendously bad movies I recently to try and go to sleep I couldn't sleep alright but uh, Hawker Slayer 
No. <laughs> Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Oh, I haven't even watched that yet. I haven't. I have I've been meaning to just check it out just because I have to see it. Just... You should. You should. You yeah. should check it out. There's got some. There's some stuff in there that I really like. Really? In the sense that chicks like uh, like the hot chick dies. Oh, it's a slasher flick. Kids get nailed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kids die horribly. Uh, the dog dies. Uh-huh. And, uh, like in that sense, I I, I like that. Every time, you know, like all that shit. It did say around the time it was more of a slasher flick. Like, yeah. It came off like a Friday the 13th or Freddy movie and then it just get picked off. They just get introduced to these fucking retards and they just get killed and you're yeah. happy they get killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're rooting for the aliens. Exactly, exactly. You just, you want to see these these humans die. And because they, they deserve. And they do. Yeah. It's awesome. In that regard. Okay, good part ends there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good part ends there. But I'll tell you one thing. You have to watch it just because so, just I, need, I need to know. Am I going blind, or can you not see a fucking thing that's going on in this movie? Really? The way this is probably one of the worst. Is lit- it all born style stuff? Like you no, can see no, the, no, el- no, the alien's no, no. elbow. No, no, no. This is probably one of the worst lit films in the history of the genre. Yeah. I can't see what there's so there's so much. Fifty percent of the movie, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I have no idea who's who. You know, it's so fucking dark. And even when it's even like uh, like in the day shots. Look like it's the night. Looks like you know, like like fucking like they shot night for day. Look like they've had some haze. <laughs> you know, maybe that'd be like the title of that could be a great title for the third film, Alien hey versus, versus Predator. Predator. Haze. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, that movie is terrible. But it is kind of so bad it's good in a yeah. weird way because the deaths that you can actually see are pretty cool deaths. Yeah, I'm just pissed off they've won that franchise into the ground. Well. Let's see what happens with uh, what Rodriguez is going to do. Yeah. I mean, they should have just gone, I mean, they should have kept it like the comics, kept it in the, the, the verse of uh, Aliens. It was the Aliens universe with the Predators moved in yeah. there and you yeah. had some cool shit going on and you had big fucking tech and shit. For those of you who's, uh, who, who your experience of the Alien versus Predator thing is, is limited to the two shit films, you and you should go and check out the Dark Horse comic books. Yeah, the original one. Yeah. Because like, that shit got complicated. That is really good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was some good shit. If we had that as a movie, it'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Shall we move on to reviews? Yep. I'm going to do a really quick review. Uh-huh. Uh, um, I haven't... Uh, I didn't manage to catch anything. But uh, this is... Um, I did watch uh, this documentary called Shark Water. This is actually a pretty old documentary. It came out in 2006. Uh-huh. And... Uh, I mean, I'm half Chinese, so I like me some shark fin. Mm. Uh, sorry to say, like, mm, slap, slap. You're um, old. Yeah, you know, it's like, I've uh, grew up eating the shit. I mean, don't hate me for it. If you're Chinese, it's just there. Yeah. It's just part of, you know, it's like... I hate you, but it's not for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I mean, this movie, it's about um, basically how... Um, after watching this documentary, I will never have shark fin ever again. Mm. Just just so you know. I mean, this, this movie... This documentary did uh, affect me in that sense. I mean, it is truly disgusting. But uh, this was made by a guy called uh, Rob Stewart. And um, ever doing? since he was a kid, he's basically had this uh, fascination with, sh- with sharks and uh, never, never believed them to be the... Uh, Swimming, eating, killing machines. Man-eating predators. Uh, trained with teeth. Basically, like, uh, like what we have... You know, Steven Spielberg actually killed... Oh yeah, for a long period of time, I wouldn't swim in the sea. Steven Spielberg is actually. I live in Ireland. The only sharks around there will give you a nasty suck. They don't even have any teeth. Steven Steven Spielberg is actually responsible for uh, the rapid depletion of the uh, sharks' population. Yeah. Jaws 
jaws completely fucked sharks. So if he did a version of that for tigers, they'd be extinct. But uh, basically, I mean, what uh, Rob Stewart does, I mean, it's essentially a one-man show. He directed this, co-produced it. Uh, he was the director of cinematography. Wow. Uh, you know, basically, like, uh, wrote the shit himself. I mean, he it basically uh, debunks all of the historical stereotypes and media depictions of sharks. Mm. Um, you know, um, and it's beautiful. I mean, one thing I must say about this uh, this movie, it's beautifully shot. Um, it's, it's so is, basically is it like exploring like, their lives exploring goes, impacts on their lives it, it or what? sort of like establishes the fact that uh, the shark, sharks are essentially the only things that have been around since the dawn of time yeah and they have they have survived with no sort of like physical evolution you know like basically it's like they're the same as they were they're the same as they were and they have been around since uh, the most Earliest times. The earliest times. So they've had to deal with more shit than, than any other. And they're still here. Yeah, yeah. But. Uh, they haven't met the greatest predator of all. That's right. Man. Man. <laughs> and it just so happens that their fins have nice texture. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. They are basically, I mean, they are in danger of being completely extinct because. Of your fucking race. Because of, because of, the, because of the horrible Bruce Lee people. <laughs> No, but um, I mean, it's I mean obviously it's not not just that I mean but um, because nice? of because of the demand for for sharksmen for sharksmen, uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's out of control. I mean like uh, uh, the the shark hunting is just insane. And is it nice, sharkfin soup? Sharksmen soup? Mm. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But but um, uh, but uh, one thing I didn't know. And this is the truth. I honestly didn't know this before I watched this documentary. Is that shark's fin has no taste? Oh, really? It's cucumber. It's it's um, what what it is for the soup is texture. Fuck. The t- the the flavor, the taste actually comes from chicken or beef stock. Fuck. Yeah. So you just throw some flour in there and it'd be the same. Basically, that's basic. Basically, the the shark's fin. What it adds to the soup is texture. Weird. Uh, it's not. It, it it has no taste. It's basically like that. It, that I honestly did not know that. And I mean, they cut the they cut the fin. They showed that they cut the fin off and just it's throw the shark back, right? It's disgusting. I mean, they, yes, did, I they, mean, just, they let the, sh- the shark swim off and bleed to death. Dude, I mean, like, uh, yeah. I mean, there's uh, there's footage in this movie that's so gut wrenching. I mean, like, uh, you, it it's it is it is completely inhumane and disgusting. Mm. It's just disgusting. Um, and um, it's it basically shows you his personal journey. This guy. He, you actually do go on a journey with this guy because he actually does go through some crisis himself, personal crisis. Because he likes sharks, then? Um, no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I, I love mean, the soup, man, but I love these animals. No, I mean the guy who made the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 well, what kind of crisis can he go through? He's well, already... I mean, like, okay, yeah, I don't, I don't, because that is kind of like a spoiler. Oh. It would kind of spoil it for you because it does add a little bit of sort of intensity. Is he eaten by a shark? No, it's nothing, like <laughs> it's nothing like that. The sharks are 100% the good guys. In yeah, the yeah. Movie. <laughs> you know, I mean, like. Uh, He's not crusading for them and then they take his leg. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> He's like, fuck you, I'm gonna get me some soup, bitch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Take my land, I take yours, motherfucker. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it. Well, another thing that 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 it sort of uh, throws light on is that the danger of like if we were to, if you if 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 sharks were to become extinct, you're not just getting rid of sharks; you are getting rid of an entire ecosystem. Yeah, you are, you are getting rid of an entire link 
of, of the food chain. Yeah. And, uh, and he talks about the consequences of what that happens. I mean, essentially, it would totally fuck up our oxygen. Mm. You know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, ultimately, you're talking about the air that we breathe. I mean, the, there, there is that much of a uh, consequence behind it, you know, like, uh, finning aside. But, um, yeah, it's just, it, it, it is worth watching. It's beautifully shot. Um, and uh, if you are uh, someone who does eat shark's fin soup and really does like it, then you should see it. Because you should see what you're eating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm 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 pretty liberal with a lot of this shit, and I was fucking disgusted by it. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. Pretty bad. Fuck. Horrible. I'm just like sitting there, like tensing. And then there's this one part where, out of the blue, they just show you like, oh, we're gonna throw in some. Just out of the blue, they show like footage of like them doing shit to tur- to tortoises. Why? Because like tortoises also get caught. Yeah, tortoise, tortoise, tortoise shark soup. Yeah, 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 I know. But it's like out of the blue, it's like you know, shark, 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 sharks, and then tortoise. And then you're seeing this crazy shit happen to tortoise. And I'm a Ninja Turtle fan, so it's like, oh, oh, oh it's fucked up. Eh? Oh, no, it's disgusting. Uh-huh. It's disgusting. You know, you've got some poor ass walrus getting stuck, and they're gonna carry his ass out. Fuck. Like, you haven't seen that YouTube video of the tortoises having sex? N- no, why? Check it out. It's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but moving swiftly on. <laughs> I hi- I highly recommend watching this. If yeah, you sh- dude, if you guys if you guys like a little bit of the shark spin, you like some of that shit, uh then you should check this shit out cuz you should see you should see what what you're putting in your body. The shit has no taste, motherfucker. It ain't cool. It's got no taste, it's just texture. It's just texture. What what would I type it under? Orgasmic turtle. <laughs> So yeah, that that shit's uh, fucked up. Orgasmic turtle. I think so. Maybe tortoise. <laughs> Coming at you live. <laughs> Turtles going at it. That's the foreplay over. Headbutt the shell. Wait for it. It's coming. Looks like a pussy. <laughs> we don't like it with the whole plot. Pause it. Oh, hang on. There you go. That's the, that's the money shot. That's the money shot. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that, okay, that's enough of that. So if you want to see that awesome video, it's Turtle Has an Awesome Orgasm. <laughs> YouTube it right now. It's awesome. It's fucking funny. I gotta put this shit on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you want to follow us on Twitter, um, I'm McNasty Prime. I'm Gav Yap, G-A-V-Y-A-P. Yeah, so uh, we will eventually put this on the website as well, so we'll put up some movie news as well as just random rantings, which most of them are Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> My review this week is The Hurt Locker. 
The Hurt Locker. This is the new film by Catherine Bigelow, who is an awesome action director. Yeah, I mean, she did... Um, Near Dark. Near Dark, I was thinking. Uh, Point Break. Strange Days. She did Point Break? She did Point Break. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't get a chance to research her. That's I, I why she is a god. Is because she to this. I am an FBI agent. I gotta, I gotta go see a new client. I gotta jam. Sorry. I never knew she directed Point Break. That's fucked up. She directed Point Break. She directed Strange Days. She directed K19, The Widowmaker. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Another one didn't know she did. Jesus. Wow. There's a lot you don't know, motherfucker. I, thought, I just thought she was. Uh, Jim Cameron's ex. Yeah, she's James Cameron's head. Yeah, yeah. I just that, that's how you know her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Jim gives that about her. You, 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 yeah, you, <laughs> you know her. You know her as Linda Hamilton. Yeah, <laughs> part one. Um, so yeah, the Hurt Locker. Oh, Doctor Dice. Uh, the Hurt Locker is an Iraqi war movie. Uh, Sergeant, these uh, two guys, Sanborn and Eldridge. They're two. They're on the bomb squad in Iraq, and uh, their previous commander. I won't tell you who it is because it's kind of a spoiler. Mm-hmm. He gets fucked. So they get this new guy who's played, uh, what's his name, Je- William James, played by Jeremy Renner. Mm-hmm. And I mean, uh, I think Jeremy I hear he's awesome. He's awesome in this, and he is awesome in this. And he comes in as the new guy, and straight off the bat, he's just fucking up. Fucking around, like, mm-hmm. you know. Because they kind of set up at the beginning, you know, they find a bomb, they send the robot in, check it out. And then if they have to, they send the robot in with some charges to blow it up and shit. Mm-hmm. But in the, you know, in this, is like, straight away, it's like, we can send the robot in and check it out. It's like, no, no, suit me up. Because they have that awesome bomb disposal suit, you know, the kind of fucking helmet and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of cool shots of that. I was expecting to do a sunshine shot, which I didn't want to see, but they didn't do it. So straight away, he's like going in there doing shit, getting like, you know, comes back the, the, on the second job. He's like, well, there's enough shit here to blow everyone in this like four block radius fucking out of it. So I'm going to take my shit off because if I'm going to die, I'm going to die comfortable. <laughs> and he just, you know, he pisses them off. I mean, they are Marine Corps. You know, I mean, they are like to the button down, you know, to the regulation guys. And this guy just keeps doing this shit I mean you can see where he's going like you know when this guy's in your you're, you're looking for the main switch for a bomb and these guys are in your cans all the time saying what are you doing James 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 you got you found it yet James come back <laughs> James and he just takes the headphones off and just throws them out of the couch and goes fuck off because he just you know he wants to do the bombs and it starts off like you're thinking is this a three kings thing or is this a realistic portrayal of war stuff and I mean they really get it into you it is actually quite tense to watch this is not a nice relaxing Sunday afternoon movie to watch because as you're watching it, yes, bomb disposal is a horrible job. It's a fucking stressful thing. Bomb disposal in a war zone surrounded by people who hate you is ridiculous. Because, like, the whole point of the three-man team is one of them's looking to bomb, the other two are looking for snipers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because people will just pick them off. And I think I got somewhere, I got this idea, maybe it was from the trailer. I thought someone was setting up bombs to take out the bomb disposal unit. I slightly, somehow I managed to get it confused and blown away. <laughs> Don't ask me how. Blown away. God, I want to see that movie again. <laughs> Why? Because I want to hear fucking Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones' Irish, Irish accent. <laughs> oh, did I tell you that, boy? Oh, but Jesus. Like, how do I put a bomb in San Francisco? Did I catch that about time, Liam? They <laughs> <laughs> don't know who you are, Liam, do they? They don't, don't know who you are. <laughs> oh, Jeff Bridges and Tommy Lee Jones in the same movie. Awesome. With Forrest Whitaker. With Forrest Whitaker. Squinting. And, and, Cuba, and Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, yeah. Gets it, doesn't he? <laughs> but uh, he just he keeps hot dogging on this shit, and it's just like, but he's getting the job done. But like, it starts to turn from you know, new bo- meet the new boss, same as the old boss, blue bigger dickhead kind of movie into more of a psychological profile of people who do this. Because mm-hmm. you see, like, some shit goes down. They're in the shit, and it's not just the bomb disposal shit. Other shit happens, and uh, they have to deal with that kind of crap as well. And 
they show you the aftermath of how these people deal with these kind of things. You know, they're just sitting in a fucking bunk room, drinking themselves stupid, punching each other in the stomach, just to you know deal with this kind of crap. Jenner's character, it is very he, he deserves the acclaim he gets because I mean he starts off just a hot dog fucking maverick type, mm-hmm. but as the movie goes on, it slowly moves focus onto him more and more, mm-hmm. so that you you do begin to see you know what his home life is and why he's doing this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't get the why. You get the fact that he just he does it. Yeah, he's like he's got this thing that he just needs more bomb time, and it is it's, it's a very good movie. I mean, everyone's had to kill the GIs. There's some. Well, this is one of the best reviewed films of the year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like this movie has been getting rave reviews all over the place. Yeah, and the only one of the only downsides to it is that is it is an Iraqi war movie, which you is now a genre. Yeah, and you know they once anyone starts talking about what they have back home, you're instantly thinking of that cliche of dead meat who has the fucking photo of his wife and says about all this shit, and he's only got two days left, and they don't help that with the counter. Mm. Days left in Bravo Company, right, counting right. down, but they subvert that nicely at the end, so it's actually well worth that. Also, some really weird cameos in this. Like I, I got the from the fractured release schedule. I mean, it's not even out. In the, I think it's out in Italy till 2010. Jesus. I managed to get the American copy of DVD because it's on DVD already there. It's the DVD premiere in Argentina. <laughs> nice. But uh, you get like you get Ray Fiennes turns up as the leader of a PMC group, you know, the pub, private military company. Mm-hmm. They just run into these guys and shit happens and it's just, it's cool, but it's a very short fucking thing. Uh, David Morris turns up for all three minutes and just... I think he's in the trailer. Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it took me a while to write. I was like, I know this fucking guy because there's one one problem with it is, and it turns you know it's the Saving Private Ryan effect. Mm-hmm. After a while, they just turn into a load of guys with stubble and helmets. Yeah, yeah. And there is one character who at the beginning, one Eldritch, they cut they, they cut between their jobs and him talking to the company doctor because he's just fucking depressed and you know on a fatalist trip. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know it was fucking him. I was like, who's this guy? Why are they introducing a fourth character at this point? It's like it's not. It's just without the gear on, he looks completely different. You know, Renner and the other, the black guy, uh, Anthony Mackie, Sergeant Sanborn. Mm-hmm. You can recognize them on and off their gear, but but especially because you know James keeps pulling his shit off and <laughs> disfusing the bombs. But uh, he just kind of Brian Gardy is the actor. You couldn't really tell for a while. So like it took me a while to piece that together. Right, right. But um, Lem from uh, Better Off Ted is in it as well. Oh yeah. And he's actually playing a Lemish kind of character. They have a suicide bomber who's not a suicide bomber. It's the guy with some bombs on him, and right. they're trying to save him. And you know, he's like, "Not the easy, we just blow up now." <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a very good movie. But like I said, it's an Iraq war movie. You, all the cliches are there in your mind. Yeah, you're wondering is this going to turn into them doing something else in Iraq, or there's a thing with a kid earlier on. It's like, is it building that you know the locals aren't that bad kind of thing? They do a very good job throughout the movie of anyone who's in the area. They clear the zone when they're doing the, the bombing, but there's like people inside. If you're on the street, you're clear. If you're in your house, they leave the fuck alone because there's too much hassle to go in and clear some insurgents. And there's just people on the street all the time. But they have the kind of like, every time you see people on the street while the, the, a bomb is you know being defused, they look like they're a threat. Even if they're not, it might just be a guy with a camcorder. Mm-hmm. It might be this guy waving, but you're just like, he's signaling him. Yeah. Watch the cover, watch the cover. So it's yeah. tense like that. I mean, it's not incredibly enjoyable watching those long scenes. So yeah, very yeah, much, yeah. very, you know, you're like, you're on your, anything can happen. And especially, again, I suppose that's one of the bonuses of an Iraqi war movie is that there could be, an, you know, any scene where he's in the car driving Iron Man. You're in the car driving your fucking Humvee. Yeah. Boom! Someone just goes. Yeah. You're expecting that. Yeah. 
but then it's just it's nearly three quarters of the movie is that and it's just it's a bit wor- it's a bit it wears you down <laughs> but I mean this is a, it is a very good movie it's a very good character study and it's a very good the acting is all fantastic Iraq looks amazing I mean I don't know where they shot this but it looks like Iraq and they just there's loads of background detail to it and yeah I mean the Humvee Humvee Humvees must be making millions just from selling shit to movie companies to make these things I really want to see this movie I would highly recommend it it's good to watch just you know you gotta be in the right mood you wanna serious decent you know what was the movie you saw with um, the, the body coming home oh uh Taking Chance Taking Chance sounds like one of those movies a little bit serious you want a serious movie watch this cool no it's it's good it's good to see uh, Catherine Bigelow getting um getting you know getting some luck what was Renner what else was Renner in Generation was it Generation Kill? He's in. It was, there was something else we saw him in though. Wasn't there? He's upcoming in when we were like, "Ooh, Kirk or her guy." Uh, I can't remember it. But uh, cool. but yeah, Catherine Bigelow hasn't had that much luck lately. I mean, especially in terms of box office. So what was the previous movies? I, I might say I meant to look her up, but I never chance. Well, uh, I mean, Strange Days didn't do well. That's a while ago. Then, um, uh, K nineteen didn't do well either. I mean, basically, she hasn't really had a hit since Point Break. Yeah. So. I mean, well, it'll take a while from the camp. As I said, the the release schedule for this is I know, all but I, I, over the place. I know, but at the very least, I mean, at least the buzz that this movie is getting yeah. is that there hasn't, there's no weak link yet. You know? No. So that's that's good. Definitely. So the Hurt Locker, go check it out. Although they never, the Hurt Locker title only comes up at the end. They never really explain what it is. It's not mentioned in the movie once. Cool. You gotta put it together yourself. All right, that ends our review section for the week. So we'll move on to our top 10s for the US and Malaysia. In Malaysia, number 10, Land of the Lost, Will Ferrell. This movie is plummeting. Yeah, I mean, I, read, I did read one, read one dissenting review that said it's worth, it's I, funny. I still want to see it. I yeah. mean, like, um, I mean, like uh, I'm, I mean, like, I'm not in a hurry to see it. Yeah. But at some point, yeah, I would like to check it out. Number nine is Overheard. I think that's a Chinese movie, right? I think so. Number eight, The Ghost of Girlfriend's, Girlfriend's Past. Past. Makaka, hey. Ahoy. Uh-huh. Number seven, the screen at Kang Chanot. No idea. Number six, the stem. 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 Number five, the proposal. proposal. Still doing. I good should money. say. I should say that actually, stem. Uh, everything that I've heard about this movie is that um, it's very good. Really? Yeah. Is it? It's a madcap comedy caper, right? Yep. Yep. I've heard it's uh, actually very, very good. But they're your subtitles. So go out there and support your Malaysian film. Absolutely. <laughs> Number, Number four. Five. five. Proposal. Yeah. Number four, uh, Aliens in the Attic. Number three on His Majesty's Secret Service. Still haven't seen that anywhere. There's even a trailer running at the cinema. I went to see District Nine. Number two, District Nine. Which you saw this week. I saw this week. This movie is awesome. You gotta go see it. This movie is awesome. What do you have here is a movie that's very good to see. We got the criminal activity. Go support the prawn. Support the prawn. Support the prawn. You hit that t-shirt. G.I. Joe, Rise, Rise of, Cobra, of Cobra, number one. For Two weeks the, in a row. Do you know it's with the Nigerian hookers who service the prawn? Yeah. 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 There's a lot of background detail in that movie. I know, I know. There's things just not mentioned. They're mentioned in more like one liner things, and you got to put them together in your head and go, ew. Yeah, that's kind of fucked. <laughs> US box office top 10. Number 10, 500 Days of Summer. Uh, this movie's. I've, I've from. This movie's been getting great reviews. Yeah, and it, I love the trailer. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Joseph and Gordon Levy. The only three barrel, three barrel name I can actually say. <laughs> awesome. Number 9, Ponyo. Again, I want to. Did they release a proper? Did I saw the trailer on Apple, but is it a, re, a proper trailer now, or is it still the from one of the greatest animation creators of all time? Bull, bullshit. Because um, when I first saw the trailer, that was what it was. It was like you know Disney presents. Um, Hayao Miyazaki, fucking you know, it was, it was like 
wank fuck fest. I don't know. I haven't. I honestly haven't looked at the trailer. I've heard the reviews on for this year actually. Uh, the reviews are glowing. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, this is it's it's Miyazaki, dude. He's he's a fucking genius. Yeah. Uh, number eight, The Ugly Truth. Catherine Hegel and uh, Gerard Butler. I did hear this is a movie about two people you hate getting together, and you're like, why? We won't be reviewing that anytime soon, I don't think. No. Number seven, Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince, hanging in there in the U.S. Number six, The Goods, Live Did Hard, I, Sell Hard. I didn't see any reviews of this, but I didn't see the headlines, which were saying it can't keep it up, but it's all right. Yeah. Number five, G-Force. Go guinea pigs. Number four, Julie and Julia, hanging in there. Number three, The Time Traveler's Wife, brand new. Number two, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. Number one, District 9, kicked G.I. Joe off the top. Yeah. Wow. I mean, this is not... It's been billed as a low-budget movie. But I know. The marketing they it, have... It does not look like a $30 million movie. It no. does not look like a $30 million movie. The plum look excellent. Yeah. The plum look tasty. <laughs> That's what they look like. They look very tasty. They look like prawns. Yeah, God, I wish I could do the accent. <laughs> That's close enough. Just say it with me. Diplomatic immunity, Mr. Riggs. But, but, you're black. You <laughs> can't go to South Africa. As usual, if you want to get in contact with us here at the podcast, it's podcast at mcyapandfries.com. M-C-Y-A-P-A-N-D-F-R-I-E-S.com. A-E-I-O-U. And now I said my ABCs. Won't you sing along with me? I don't know my ABCs. I know. You don't know your desserts from your letters. So thanks a lot for listening. Tune in next week where hopefully one of us will have seen up. Thank you. And we can give out and you can give out about it. Definitely. Have it touched you and a child in places you don't want to be touched. Have a good week. Have a good week, you guys. Bye.